Hello and welcome to Career Move Secrets, a brand new podcast for active job seekers and the career-minded. In each episode, I'll interview a special guest from my global network. Guests will include seasoned recruiters, experienced hiring managers from companies big and small, and successful individuals who have developed great careers through making great career moves. My aim is to uncover and share my guests' unique perspectives, their insights, and their insider advice on job searching, interviewing, and career enhancement. My name is Tony Talbot, and I've been working in the recruitment industry as an international headhunter for over 20 years. I'm the creator of CareerMoveSecrets.com, a step-by-step online course for job seekers that I designed to be the ultimate guide to getting hired in the hidden job market. I will add my perspective to the conversation, and together with my guests, we hope to provide some genuine, actionable insider advice that will help you execute your next career move. Thanks for joining us today. Hello and welcome to episode five of Career Move Secrets and another guest from the world of recruitment. Um, today's guest is Dylan Hall, who has an uh, an 18-year career in executive search and selection, particularly focused on the construction industry. How are you, Dylan? All right, Tony. Yeah, good. Thanks. You? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, uh, just about surviving. Uh, how's uh, lockdown treating you? I've uh, made a an escape to the office today, as soon as no one's in. So, uh, yeah, trying to get a bit of work done today. In some peace and quiet. Sounds perfect, yes. Yeah. How's lockdown going other than that? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I'm going a bit stir-crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get out on the bike a bit and do a bit of exercise. But, perfect. Uh, yeah, good for the good for the mind and the body and the soul, all of that. Well, obviously, Dylan, you and I know each other well, but um, the listeners don't. So try and give us a bit of a, an understanding of your recruitment career, please. Um. So yeah, 18 years, uh, mainly in construction, civil engineering, um, primarily really in civils um, and infrastructure. Um, we started at the same place, although not at the same time. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, for the last 10 years, I've, well, 11 years actually, I've been not on my own, uh, running DCR International, um, mainly working on senior appointments in rail, infrastructure, uh, highways and things like that, power. What, what sort of people do you recruit then? What what are they in those in those sectors? Uh, they tend to be operational and commercial, so sort of project managers through to sort of board level, and uh, I'd probably say commercial managers through to to board level again, really. Um, and actually, UK and international probably more, probably about eighty percent UK these days. And what what's happening in your market at the moment then? Because I always think construction's interesting. I I, I sort of dip in and out of it, as you know, into in different bits, but perhaps at the front end, you're very much involved in that contractor element. And, you know, whenever you listen to economists, you hear that uh, the construction industry is a bit of a barometer of economic activity and the strength of an economy, particularly, you know, it's seen as the industry that goes into recession first, I think, and then probably comes out first and that type of thing. What's happening at the moment, given where we are with uh, this global pandemic in your industry? Um. I mean, obviously there was a <clears throat> there was a die off uh, mm-hmm. of work. Really, um, probably thirty forty percent of of work stopped, um, and the rest were classed as essential or somehow got through the essential loophole. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, things are sort of starting to get back to normal a little bit. There's a lot more people on site. Um, I think the 
whatever people's thoughts are on HS2, um, the government are doing what they should do, which is build themselves back out of this. And I know it's a quite a, a huge amount of money to spend, but um, it, it was similar in 2008, 9, 10, when mm. they needed Crossrail to, to, to get Britain moving again, uh, or the construction industry anyway. It's thousands of jobs. Um, and they've actually gone ahead and carried on doing it, which which I think has really helped construction. Otherwise, I think we'd be in a very different place um, without it. Yeah, it's definitely what it's the it's the it's economic infrastructure, isn't it? I think economists call mm. it these days. And yeah, the I think around the world, I, I deal a lot uh, with some of the companies that are involved in project finance and you know these sort of PPP projects around the world. And it does seem to me that governments around the world are using economic infrastructure as a means to give a boost and grow the economy. I, I suspect that there's going to be a lot more of that moving forward as almost every economy around the world needs a real, you know, needs a jump start, doesn't it? I'd say so. I mean, you got to wonder where this money's going to come from at the end of the day, but uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we are going to need some overseas investment, I think. But uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've doing quite a bit on power stations at the moment. That's obviously essential, keeping going and MOD works. Um, they're keeping them going as well. Um, I think, to be honest, construction just seems to be quite quite a good place to be at the moment. I mean, mm. there's less cars on the road, so there's more roadworks going on, and they're getting end done quicker without much more disruption. So it's actually probably been quite beneficial to the <laughs> to the British public um, in some ways. Um, less above ground, like a lot of the a lot of the building, I think, has, has struggled. Yeah, I think I think I wouldn't like to be in real estate at the moment. Not not if it was yeah. connected to offices, because this new way of working that we're all uh, enjoying or enduring, depending on your 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 outlook, you know, some of this is going to stay, isn't it? I don't think everybody is going to want to, or even the companies are going to want to send everybody to one office um, every day from now on. Not if not if we, people get used to um, working from home and it works. I think it will really help uh, uh, numerous industries, not just not just construction, just with the uh, the amount of people who would have struggled to perhaps work from home um, and then are now being told they can, um, might make them look at other jobs or or have sort of employers sort of look at those sort of individuals and say, well, do you know what, you know, uh, that's not such a bad request. We've had people work from home in the past for, for months. Um, you know, maybe two days a week isn't such a bad thing, which is what a lot of people just want is, is a couple of days a week at home. All that flexibility to do it. You don't have to be in the office. Um, I've only come in just for peace of mind <laughs> and sanity rather than, uh, rather than anything else. We're all looking for a bit of that at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, it's interesting. I mean, your industry is hard to, to do that, isn't it? Because because it is such a site intensive, you know, site based activity. They they want everybody to go to the project and get eyes on it, you know, almost every day, don't they? It's it, and, and I know your guys are at the sort of commercial level where they're they're managing the budget of the uh, of the construction project and they're managing the commercials and the financials. But even they seem to actually, you know, they go to the sites, don't they? Regularly, they don't they do, sit in yeah. an ivory tire. No, no. I mean, and, and they're in quite a lot at the moment. Um, you know, I think uh, at least a couple of days a week they're having to go out onto sites, but a, a lot of it can be done remotely. Um, you know, a lot of people are using video calls and things like that and site pictures, and there's loads of different uh, technology now used in, in construction where 
things, photos and videos can be uploaded quite easily anyway. Mm. Um, so that they can be sort of, you can get a bit of a, uh, an overview of what's going on there. But um, I think it, it, you know, it slowed things down, obviously. With social distancing, you're not allowed so many people around uh, each other at any one time, which is why I think sort of the civil engineering side has carried on because you're outside for the majority of it. Uh, yeah. uh, and there's, there's a little bit less um, chance of passing something on in the open air, I guess, than, than being stuck in a box somewhere yeah. with someone. Yeah. What, what? How about recruitment? How is that going on? I guess, you know, I'm guessing like like the, the pieces that I'm doing, it's not all about meeting face to face now because you can't do that. It's it's moved to this type of thing, a, a, a Zoom call. Is is that how it is in in your industry as well? Yeah, um, I think I've had a, a number of interviews recently, quite senior hires um, that you would expect a, a formal face to face meeting have been on on sort of via video conference calls or um, or such things, even a telecom at one point. But I think. Uh, Recruitment has, has, has slowed a little bit um, mm. just with um, the amount of people being furloughed or or the, the downturn in work in, in construction. What they've tended to do is the you know a lot of the sort of mid-management and lower positions that were potentially, you know, I would have been working on or someone else would have been working on have been filled internally mm. from the sites that have been shut down. Um, so recruitment-wise has slowed. Um but it will it will pick back up as as things get back to normal. Um, yeah, there's, there's. I mean, I've I've just had a conversation today about someone who needs someone tomorrow, and they'll be starting work from home uh, for the first few weeks, which is strange. Uh, yeah, unheard of in the past, isn't it? Yeah. It is, I, yeah, I guess there's a bit of a timeline in your industry. Well, I know there is. You know, from sort of, you know, the initial sort of scoping of of a project through planning, you know, then through design. And then when it gets to your guys, it's you know it's all about uh, the, the the actual construction piece. Is there any signs as yet? I guess it's early days, but is there any signs that that funnel of activity will have a big gap in it or slow? Um, from what I'm having, HS2 where they are literally putting spades in the ground at the moment. So, mm. uh, and they're working out how to do that within sort of safety well within the safety environment that they're, they're gonna have to um change a lot of their modeling uh which will slow things initially but i i don't think i mean from from discussions with with some of the employers recently um not many of the schemes have been put back a lot of them are still going ahead as planned mm. um that are starting later in the year highway schemes and things like that um and environment works seem to be going ahead as well so i don't think there's much delay mm. um in terms of putting a spade in the ground, but there may be a bit of a delay in terms of the the length of the project, mm. um, just just due to due to sort of planning and timing of, of getting people on the site. Well, these time. these projects always uh, end up being twice as long and three times as expensive. <laughs> if Crossrail is anything to go by, we'll be finishing uh, you know the the, the high speed two in uh, <laughs> you know twenty thirty whatever it is. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't worry. It'll need revamping. Yeah, yeah. can I say <laughs> we'll all be teleporting before the before the trains actually arrive? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I guess you know moving it to to the sort of job market at the moment, and given your experience in in that market, it's one of the things I'm asking all the recruiters. What would you do if you were looking for a job today? Because I think there's probably a good number of people spilling into the market who haven't been in the job market for a number of years. Um, what advice would you give to them? I, 
depending on the level that they're they're, they're coming in at, I think um, it, it's still quite a buoyant market. Employers are still employing, especially in construction. They are, you know, there's, there's plenty of vacancies. Um, and I'd say if you sort of up to that sort of mid-management level and below, I'd be looking around for who's doing the work uh, in the area and, and making some approaches directly. I mean, I think it's it, it's busy. It's it's buoyant. Um, it will get busier as well. Um, and that's across the UK as well, which is very rare. It's normally just London that, uh, that seems to be the busiest. And actually, the North is tending to be quite busy at the moment um, with HS2 and other things, but the North is actually quite busy. Um, so I'd, I'd be saying, if you if you know, if you're out there looking for work, um, you know now's the time to sort of maybe start dipping a toe in the water and actually approaching some of these some of these employers directly. Is that how you would do it? You would you would you would sort of go direct to source because that I mean that's something I advocate, but it, I think it's something that people rarely do. Actually, they they look you know they go online they look for a job, and I, I'm always arguing look well that's fine, but it's it's a it's only a fraction of the market that you're then seeing, and by the time an advert actually reaches. Uh, the internet when somebody's actually written it out, the job's already either filled or half filled because they've already got a pool of candidates from recruiters, from uh, their own talent pool, from the referrals within their own company that, you know, that, that it, you're on the last sort of embers of the job when it actually hits the market. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, you need to be networking and and networking people in those companies who, who you know, um, and getting your foot in the door that way, I think that there's, you know there's there's obviously still a need to use recruiters. Um, I think that tends to be at more sort of senior level um, for for those senior hires. But uh, recruiters, I mean, that, those those roles are never really advertised. You very rarely see those. Um, that they, they are sort of normally directly recruiters or uh, or headhunters. But the the other jobs, I mean, at the moment there is so much direct sourcing going on. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling it. Um, for, for it's just creeping into a couple of the jobs that I would have potentially been working on. Um, uh, you know, and they're direct sourcing them at the moment because there, there is a bit of a, uh, a, a lull um, and they are filling a lot of them internally. So they've got a bit more time on their hands to, to search for those other, other levels of people. But I th- I, yeah, I definitely say, uh, you know, now's the time to be going direct. Yeah, I, t- t- I mean, you know, Realistically, as as much as it hurts me to say it as a as a recruiter, you know, companies don't not want to use us, do they? They, they want they want to you know recruit directly um, through internal teams if they can, because that's a huge cost saving. And in in a time where you know the world might be going in, well, the world will be going into a into a huge recession. Um, if I was looking for a job, I'd I'd be thinking, do I want to be put forward with a big um, you know, a big fear, yeah, a big fear around my <laughs> neck, or do I want to go in direct? I, I, I would go direct. Uh, you know, I still feel that our industry will survive because, as I agree, you know, what you want a, a headhunter for is to fill a job that you can't fill yourself. You know, yeah. there's always going to be the hard to fill jobs that, um, you know, are, are by definition just, just too difficult for an internal team to do. You know, an internal team an internal recruiter might look after 20, 30 jobs at any one time, whereas we're looking after two or three. So we yeah. can spend more time, more resources to to get the job done. Um, yeah. And that's how the industry works. But um, from an individual's point of view, I think they you know, candidates need to do a lot more of the thinking for themselves that they've been, they've been quite happy to let recruiters just spoon feed them 
roles and spoon feeding the raw opportunities. But I, I argue that if you use your intelligence and perhaps if you um, you know get yourself up to speed by using a course like Career Move Secrets, then you you will know exactly how to do that in the best possible yeah. way. I mean, I've pointed to a few directs recently who've, who've come to me and sort of said, you know, I've not got any positions, but I know these companies are hiring. It'd mm. be worth, you know, dropping your dropping your details into them. Um, I think there's there's always a worry from from candidates that they get lost in some big HR black hole, um, which they do, yeah. and, and 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 that does happen. Mm. <laughs> but but a lot of companies these days have got sort of internal resource teams that are working a little bit better on that. Um, this, you know, if they haven't advertised the job, you'll probably end up in that black hole. But um, if the if the job is there on the on their website, or you know, there's a project that's going on that you could hmm. uh, add add something to, you'll probably get looked at. But yeah, the black hole is smaller. The, the, the black hole is out there. The internet is a black hole, isn't it? For for online <laughs> job applications, that's for sure. I would avoid that like the plague. Um, I would also tend to, if I'm honest. I'd use internal recruitment teams as a last resort as well because they're just overloaded, they're overworked, they don't they don't understand in they're, they're not experts either. You know, if you're a I don't know, a geotechnical engineer or something, you know, they they barely understand what that is. Um yeah. what you need to do is find the person that you would be working for, your the the ideal hiring manager for you, and you speak to them directly because they're the ones that know what's happening next as well. Um internal recruiters are they they work tactically rather than strategically. They they get given a role, fill that. They don't think about what's happening next in the business, which the people in the decision making roles do. And and that's who you you need to talk to. You know, if you're yeah. in any way senior, um, you must talk to the people who are who are decision makers as opposed to, you know, people who who have have uh, a role in the business that is solve that little problem now and then move to the next problem yeah i mean i, I wouldn't I, I don't think i'd know I'd ever advise anyone who's senior to send the cv straight into a no absolutely not. It, a, a no 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 there's there is a you know there is an absolute <laughs> method to doing this luckily in the career move secrets course that's what i described the the, the absolute <laughs> method to do it because yeah you 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 can do it hor- horrendously um and badly and 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 uh, ruin your reputation or you can do it extremely well strategically selectively and get a great result even if you don't get a great result from that particular hiring manager you often get some intel about where as you say where's the next place i should be talking to who should i be talking to either in the same company or even in competitor organizations it's amazing yeah. what what happens when you do things the right way um yeah so uh, you're, you're less likely to get passed to a different employer from a, a, an internal HR team than you are from someone who, oh, who yes. works at that organisation who goes, actually, I've got a friend who works at, you know, one of our competitors. I know they're looking for people. Here's his details or their details. And off yeah. you go. Different way of thinking, isn't it? Different way of thinking. Yeah. But um, once you've actually got your foot in the door, you know, what, what, what do you see happening at interview? You know, again, I think one of the things that we do very well is prep candidates, get them to to perform better at interview. What are your What are your uh, tips and uh, advice for people who are being interviewed? I guess particularly now with this new world of Zoom. Yeah, I think like video video interviews are they're better than than just a telephone interview. Let's be mm-hmm. honest; it's it's always good to see someone's face and 
Um, but I, other than the usual of, of prepping, getting to know the company and getting to know uh, the, the projects, I think the, the main thing for me is, and how I recruit is, is more personal mm. um, and getting to know who is interviewing you is, is the most important thing for me. Mm. Um, so either if you're going through a recruiter, you need, you need to know what the person's background is, what their personality type is, are they laid back, you know. Even little things like football teams, or uh, extracurricular activities are really, really important to mm. sort of bring up in these things and just get a bit of synergy there. Um, so I, I'd, I'd definitely say finding out more about that individual, whether it's through a recruiter or through someone who works there who you know um, mm. or someone else in the industry who, who who knows them. But I think that's really important. So you can try and get on on that personal level uh, and then, you know, your experience is sort of second part to that, really. Um, yeah, no, normally you've got the interview because on paper you fit, or you 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 you're at least an eighty percent fit, maybe more, to, to get the interview. Once you're in the interview, as you, as you you know, it's a human interaction, isn't it? You need to you need to win the person over, and you do that, yeah, yeah in part by being extremely competent and capable. But it's amazing how many times I, I always say this, Dylan. I don't know if you share this view. The thing, regardless of how senior we recruit, and you know, mo- both of us do most of our work in the sort of six figure area, you know, even at the, the sort of more senior area, the first thing that, that feedback that I get from clients, the first thing they say is whether they like them or not. Yes. It's never, Oh, yeah. well, I thought it was technically amazing or, or, the, it, or, or she was brilliant at this. They say, Oh, I liked them. It, it is, it is an incredibly personal interaction. And and also the, uh, the well the, as well as the soft skills it's uh, it's about at that level um, how will they interact with my team mm. you know so it's quite often um, you know I've, I, people are looking for someone who the one they can manage but two someone who will get on with that team and grow that team uh, and and bring them through and I think a lot of people just focus on the up relationship and not so much on the the down yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think that's quite a big thing. Um, I've had a few people recently who've oversold themselves, um, but have come across a little bit. You know, I, I do all this, but forgot about the team behind them and, and who, who actually does the the work on the ground. Really, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a cultural thing, with. isn't it? Yeah, you've you've yeah, got to you've got to demonstrate that you can lead as well as uh, be managed uh, by. Yeah, you, you've definitely got to get the guy or, or or girl on side who's going to be managing you. But you, you you almost, you absolutely have to be a good fit for the team that you'll be managing as well, and take a, a, an interest in who they are, what they are, what they do, how they do it, um, and have some synergy there. Which again is all about your research prior to that. You shouldn't just research. Research the person who's going to hire you, but you should research the people that you're going to be managing and have something yeah. interesting to say about them too. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Mm. Excellent. No, I think that's that's a very very sage advice. Um, you know, I, I think that's really helpful. So, thank you very much, Dylan, for your time. Appreciate it. Oh, no worries. <laughs> thank you. All the best. Take care. So there you go. Dylan feels it's a great time to be uh, making a direct approach. And if that's something that you'd be interested in trying yourself, please do look at uh, careermovesecrets.com where you'll find my job search masterclass, which explains how recruitment really works and the full premium career move secrets course, which is a step-by-step playbook for accessing your new role in the hidden job market and giving yourself a competitive advantage over your competition. 
And please consider subscribing to this podcast as there will be another Career Move Secrets podcast coming very soon.